Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. blue sky shining where I'm at. I'm so grateful that you decided to join us for this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. We are always on the hunt to bring you great and innovative and creative and talented company founders and CEOs, and we have a wonderful guest for you today. So, We have somebody that has been named one of Time Magazine's best inventions and education, Um, also a 2019 CNBC Upstart 100 list as one of the most promising startups, and even on Fast Company's 2019 world-changing ideas. So if you are interested in hearing what her wonderful story is, and if you want to learn more about education and tech, then hold on because we are going to talk with Elnaz Sarif. So welcome to the show. Hi, Alison. Thank you very much for having me today. I'm very excited to share my story with you. Yes. So we are going to explore all sorts of things in a short amount of time, but tell everybody the great company that you're working with today. So I'm the founder and CEO of Roybi, which is an AI-powered educational robot for kids aged two to seven. And uh, right now, Roybi focuses on language learning, uh, communication skills, and actually helping children with creative thinking and problem solving. And so I always like to let our guests know um, what that website is, just so that if you happen to be at a computer, you can take a look while you listen. And so it is, I'm going to spell it for you, R-O-Y-B-I-R-O-B-O-T, RoyBrobot.com. And so tell us, I I know this is not the first company that you founded, but tell us how you moved to found RoyBee. Sure, absolutely. I I will go a little bit back um, to give you a little bit of history about myself and how I um, started, uh, you know, working on Roybee. I moved to the U.S. about 15 years ago and it was a huge change for me because I moved uh, from Iran, a country that has really limited opportunities at that point for women. So when I moved to the U.S., I was really excited about uh, grasping all these opportunities and build something that could have significant impact on people's lives. And I was always really fascinated with technology and education was always really something, uh, you know, uh, close to my heart. And I I wanted to make a significant impact on uh, children's education because I saw it firsthand that how education really helped me to, uh, you know, when I was growing up, learning about many different subjects, it really helped me to, to shape the person I am today. So it, my journey started, uh, entrepreneurial journey actually started uh, several years ago. I uh, founded several companies, failed, and I always say uh, those are learning lessons. And then eventually I got introduced to my first co-founder and together we uh, co-founded a company called iBaby, which have baby monitors. 
put the products into over 10,000 storefronts uh, globally, um, Apple Store, Target, and many more. And I had the opportunity to really work with parents and understand the pain points. And it was by that time that parents would always also talk about education, especially when it comes to early childhood education. Mm-hmm. So I finally decided to have a bigger impact. Uh, I decided to uh, get away from my baby and um, start my second company, Roybe, in in order to really help children to learn in in a much better way to utilize artificial intelligence and focus on their learning abilities and interests rather than one size fits all. Well, and I think it's it's so interesting because you know technology and education and inequality in education. Um, I have the privilege of talking to so many people that are doing things with AI and RPM and natural language understanding. And I really worry as a mother of three myself, worry about this digital divide and, and what's happening, you know, for, for the future. So I so love what you're doing. Um, Can you share a little bit more about where you think, um, you know, education tech should be? Absolutely. You know, one of the biggest reasons we, we decided to start Roybe is that we, we saw a huge gap when it comes to early childhood education. As you know, it is the most critical time in every child's um, you know, learning journey, and uh, it's, it's going to really shape their future. And there's not so much attention in, in this area, and there are a lot of uh, tools and products when it comes to higher education. So we wanted to help children, um, especially that during our research time, we found that one out of 12 children just in the U.S. have some sort of speech disorder because, again, there's not much attention in early childhood education. Uh, Sometimes parents get really busy. The children don't have the opportunity to talk with their parents or siblings or friends as much as they did before. They always, uh, a lot of time, they, they spend a lot of time in front of screens and um, they they don't have uh, enough communication and also when it comes to education system it's, it's still very traditional and it hasn't changed for so many years so we decided to work on a technology with voice recognition engine behind it specifically developed for children so what we developed is very unique. There is really nothing like it on, on the market. And what we do is we actually encourage children to learn in more active way rather than passive learning sitting behind TV, tablets, or, or uh, phones. And uh, what we see uh, is that in the future, this is really going to be um, the, the change that education system needs in order to put a focus, personalized focus for every child and focus on their learning abilities and interests rather than, you know, just one system, one set of curriculum for everybody. Well, thank you for sharing that. So you don't just get to start this, this big company overnight. It takes- it takes time, talent, um, and certainly money. Um, so can you go back and, and share with us when you had this concept, 
how did you originally um, build your first partner, business partners, tech partners? Where did you source them? Did you bring them from um, iBaby or did you find new partners mm -hmm. to work on this? Actually both. <laughs> you know, I always say uh, the most important part of every business is actually the team because especially in the beginnings when you're fundraising for the company, the investors really look at the team and their experience. So it is really, really important to build the right team. And I, I was really fortunate that uh, during my time with iBaby, I, I had the opportunity to work with some amazing people. Some of them, uh, they they actually um, moved with us to Roybe, and including my, my co-founder, actually we worked together at iBaby, and now he is my co-founder and CTO at Roybe. And some other ones, uh, you know, based on friends' introductions or, you know, some, some sort of connection that we were able to um, to bring the team together and um, of course it uh, it wasn't easy um, especially early days when we didn't even have a working prototype and you know going around telling partners or investors that we are going to make this uh, you know complicated and complex robot and convincing them uh, it was very very challenging but um, it, it worked out and uh, finally we were manufactured and brought Roby to the market. So where do you manufacture um, the units right now? So um, Roby is designed and developed in California and uh, manufactured in China. No, that's fine. I, I think it's it's good for people to know because there's there's a lot of hurdles still no matter what you choose and how you choose to bring it um, to market both through production and, and distribution. I do want to, I have so many questions to ask you. I want to go back to what you said about getting the investors before you even have your working prototype. And you have um, done a great job of having an investor-backed ed tech uh, company that you've got over $4 million in seed round funding. <laughs> what kind of advice, is there anything that you would tell people and entrepreneurs um, that was the magic piece that helped you secure mm -hmm. that funding? <laughs> I think that's a really good question. You know, I don't think there is any, um, you know, secret sauce or magic behind it. Um, to me, when I, when I look at our journey, uh, there were many factors involved that we, uh, we were finally able to, to raise the fund. I, I have to tell you, I think I, I, I talked to more than 200 investors. I heard so many no's and rejections. There were even people telling me, you know, why do we even need something like that? Or some people, you know, even at the end, they were telling me, uh, maybe you should just forget about this idea and go find a job it's like no <laughs> and I think the reason that we were finally able to make it happen is uh, one we, we really believed in in the potential and the opportunity and impact that we could have with, uh, with our product but also persistence you know I see a lot of people give up too um, too early, too soon because they 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 think because it's uh, a lot of people say no, you know it's not going to work. But I I really don't think that's 
uh, that's true because um, if you are passionate about your idea, you know the market, um, you just need to move forward. And also, other thing that I, I remember is that uh, during the fundraising, we met with so many people. We, we never said no to any opportunity. We made a lot of changes. We were so open to um, making changes, improving, and um, talking to a lot of people to get feedback. And I really think these are the, the reasons that we were able to um, close the seed round. Great, great insight there. With iBaby, you talked about that you had um, 10,000 storefronts. What is the go-to-market strategy with Roybe? Um, so right now we we are focusing on uh, to uh, B two C for um, consumer sales, and uh, since we launched our official launch of the product was in May 2020, right in the middle of pandemic. It was uh, quite an interesting um, story, actually. We we launched mainly through e-commerce, and uh, we are right now into over um, 130 stores uh, with Best Buy and um, some stores in, in the Middle East, actually. Uh, but currently, our focus is in North America retail. We have some pilot programs uh, in a couple of schools in Pennsylvania, and we are talking with a few more schools, but eventually in the future i i see we have more collaboration with schools and institutions than just the retail channel yeah no that that makes sense that once you have it moved and and you've raised you've raised awareness to do um different types of, of collaborations and and see where it can go. I know before you talked about your team is global and, and you are clearly have a, a global background. Um, do you have team members outside of the US today? Are you looking to move the product to other countries? Yes, yeah, so our, our headquarters is um, located in San Jose, California. We have our subsidiary in Shenzhen, China. We, we have team members, R&D for manufacturing. We also have uh, team members in currently in India and we are also in conversations to have some team members or, or even actually establish our uh, third um, headquarter in Latin America. Very nice. I know when you and I have talked before, you said that your objective is to still keep it a rather lean company. Um, and which is a really tough balance as you're talking about how do we stay lean to use our money correctly and talk about expansion. Can you tell us, is, is it is it um, difficult to make those decisions or are you making those decisions based on, okay, we found the right person in Latin America, let's head that way? Um, good question. <laughs> I think there's a lot of research involved. You know, uh, we, we are definitely a lean startup. You know, we, we don't spend a lot of time, uh, you know, in the process. We try to be as quick as possible because, you know, we are at a, um, at a time of um, accelerated growth. And, uh, of course, with every decision, there might be some challenges and even mistakes. But what we try to do is uh, when we decide to look into expansion to different countries, um, you know, we, we had some uh, ideas about, for example, uh, let's say even in Latin America, uh, between Mexico, um, Chile, Colombia, 
Colombia or, or even uh, Brazil, we found people that they, um, you know, from the government side um, to talk with them about possibilities, expansion plans, even employment laws and many other aspects of um, running a successful business in those regions. And we also try to find people that they've done it in the past and see if they can actually mentor us and give us some suggestions and, and ideas. I think, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of time challenging um, to, to expand in the right way. But uh, we we just have to do um, a little bit more research upfront. But sometimes, when even establishing company, for example, when we were um, expanding in China, we uh, we had a lot of challenges um, to start our entity and even um, employing people that we didn't even know in the past, even though we did a lot of research. So I, I just think uh, once uh, you have a, a basic research, um, you you would be ready to know if that makes sense uh, to, to make an investment in um, those countries and areas. Great tips. Let's go back to the product because I actually do get very excited about the product. <laughs> and I know, um, I, tell us like this product, if, if people go and take a look, so the, the, the child has the unit, but then you also have things you load on your, your it looks like your smartphone or your tablet, and that mm-hmm. parents can get weekly reports. And it, it just, tell us more about all of the wonderful content and programs that are on um, Royby. Absolutely. So Royby comes with over 500 lessons, um, more than 70 categories, subjects, you know, it could be math, science, tech, geography, and so many other topics. We have uh, more than 40 songs and stories. Uh, these are all in, in English language. And um, early this year, we also added Mandarin to Chinese language. So children can also learn a second language. And we are also focusing on adding more languages. Next would be Spanish and uh, more to come. In, in terms of the interaction with Troybe, we really put a lot of focus on um, the usability and um, user experience behind Roybe. We made sure, you know, that the product is um, small enough for children to easily hold it. It is drop proof and um, it doesn't have uh, a, a weird, you know, face or shape that would not get um, children excited. We wanted to make sure that um, it creates uh, trust. With, with children and then we created in a way that the, the children feel that they are in control of their learning so there, there are some like um, um, sensors and buttons on Roybe that when the child presses the button Roybe wakes up and starts playing um, some music or the lessons and then it can teach the child on a daily basis um, many different topics and with the voice recognition it can detect if the answer is right or wrong and the parent can also on the, on the other side um, you know they they can watch their kids practice because Roybe has a camera it 
it also comes with a privacy cover, so uh, you can turn it on and off at any time. Mm-hmm. They can play, schedule lessons, and they can browse, go through the lessons, um, and they can also see pronunciation scores, progress reports, for example, how many words the child learned. And we also provide um, improvement suggestions uh, for for parents so they, they know what other areas they can work with their um, their children. So what I appreciate about your story is that not only did you have to solve the tech and the production problems, how did you approach um, and, and who did you employ to develop all this content? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's, that's an amazing question because uh, we are really, really um, excited and also honored that we, we work with um, incredible experts and even teachers uh, who have been building or, or developing our, our content. We work with teachers uh, in different grades with more than uh, three to four years experience in uh, you know, teaching at classrooms because we want to make sure that our content is uh, proper for uh, different age groups. And we also have experts uh, from different um, categories and industries, for example, to make sure uh, the, the, the content, the grading is uh, good enough, um, uh, maybe even thinking about social emotional aspects of the content and uh, we also work with some of our advisors in Finland um, to make sure that we have uh, high quality content in terms of the, the progress of the child. Thank you for sharing that and, and I know I gave in the introduction um, just a list of some of the ways that the company has been recognized but I know that there's been numerous more uh, recognitions and endorsements and certificates and you can kind of see all that on the on the website i want to go back and ask you one final question as we're coming up on on time and that's because i think a very lovely and interesting part of your story is the fact that you immigrated from iran to the united states and then you have been an entrepreneur and and building companies when you're an entrepreneur, we always emphasize that your networks are everything, who you plug into, if you have, uh, you know, the right people supporting you, if you have the opportunity to do accelerators or other things, what was it that you first did to make this dream come true? How did you get on that very first path forward? You may laugh at this, but I think, uh, you know, when I when I came here, I, I realized the only way to make my dreams come true is to actually take matters into my hands. So my very, very first company that I started uh, was um, in printing and uh, web development. So what I did was that I printed some flyers <laughs> and uh, went door to door around uh, my home and gave all these flyers to people and then those people started talking about uh, my business to their friends other businesses and um, even to this day it's even for Roy I have to say one of our biggest marketing channels 
knows is uh, really word of mouth. And um, that's, that's really how I got started. And then gradually I, um, I went to different meetups. I, I started talking to different people. And as you mentioned, um, making as many connections as possible. And um, a lot of times uh, I really don't say no to opportunities. <laughs> Sometimes it gets overwhelming, but um, every, every conversation and connection I make, yeah, it's just something really amazing that I learn or I get connected to, uh, to some other amazing people. So appreciate that story. It's no wonder you, you said you think you talked to well over 200 investors to get your first <laughs> official first seed money. Um, you have a great story. Again, I have an affinity for people who work in the ed tech space because I do get very concerned about the digital divide and, and very concerned about the accessibility. And so I hope that your company grows and grows so that you can um, leverage and offer these services to underprivileged youth who so much need a chance just as much. I am sure our listeners might like to find out more. So how can they find out more about the company or connect with you? Sure, thank you. You know, one of our biggest missions is to really provide uh, quality and equal educational opportunities to all children around the world regardless of their location, regardless of their family income status. So that's really uh, a big mission and um, huge dream of mine to make our technology available to as many children as possible. And if anybody wants to learn more about us, uh, the best way to, to learn more about the company would be our website. That is roybirobot.com. And uh, the best way to connect with me uh, would be on LinkedIn. Well, thank you so, so, so much. If you enjoyed this episode um, and there's something of value that you think somebody else needs to hear, please share or forward this um, podcast episode. And if there is an innovative or disruptive CEO that you think we need to speak with, please write to me at connect at allisonksummers.com. Until then, keep your eye on the future and always be disruptive. Anas, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.